The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Two, three, four, two, three, everyone, and welcome to the Axe Plays Podcast, where you break down barriers through theme playlists. I want to share, create, and discuss the perfect listens. Tonight's listen is centered around Pearl Jam in Nashville 2022, featuring myself, the Axe, and my beloved. I don't remember what name we're agreeing to. My name is Chuck Winchester. There it is. <laughs> the Chuck Winchester, my husband. <laughs> he already spoke for himself. I only have one name. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Fantastic. I'm ready to talk about Pearl Jam. I've been so excited to talk about Pearl Jam. Are you on the road with Pearl Jam? I was on the road with Pearl Jam. I think my voice kind of speaks for itself. I'm a little tore up. It's very cracky. Yeah. Four days later. Is that right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yes, four days. Four days later. Yeah. And some whiskey shots to smooth it out. I mean, it sounds better with the whiskey shots. I think it does. I, I, I couldn't talk at work at all today. I mean, but luckily you work on the internet, so you don't really need I to mean, talk. I'm in like meetings back to oh, back to back. You so are like I do have to talk all day, dude. You were in like so many meetings today. Like why? What is that? I don't know. Anyway, but I had to talk a lot today, and I think the whiskey is smoothing it out, so that we could do this podcast. Well, so not I, only is it whiskey; it's actually bourbon whiskey. Yes, which is way better than regular whiskey. Because you see, when you have bourbon whiskey, don't quote that guy. It's a different kind I'm not of water. Him. I'm not and, gonna credit uh, him. And, you know, it's really, bourbon whiskey is so much better than, than regular whiskey. Although what you're saying is true. I want to talk about the fact that I had to wait two and a half years for this concert. When did you buy these tickets originally? Mm, I think it was, it pro- I think it was like September 2018 or 19. Yeah, 2019. Because it was before the pandemic. It was before the pandemic was like actually believed. It was definitely 2019. It was 20. I think it was September of 2019 because I remember being with my friend. We went to get lunch together on break. And I was like, I'm taking my break at this time because Pearl Jam's going to announce their their like, first gonna- real tour. Because we saw them on our on our honeymoon in 2018. That was a five show tour. It wasn't a real tour. The home shows. And that was in 2018. That was a big deal. And then yeah. so in 2019 they announced they're doing a real tour. Gigaton. They're, Gigaton. They're doing their album tour for Gigaton. Yep. And I was like, dude, like I have to take my break at this time because I have to buy the tickets. I had an outdated cell phone. That right? happens. Like I was operating on like. 4G or some shit. <laughs> fucking losers and back I was in 2018. Like, I can't fucking get through. I can't get them. I can't get them. And my friend with 5G was like, is this what you're trying to get? And I was like, do you want to come with me? I bought tickets to cover us and them. And they separated whatever. We invited a couple of other couples who separated and whatever. And then, you know, we found a set that would come with us. Like I'm, I'm collecting chess pieces, but we did it. 
Man. So, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. We yeah, did. no, sorry, yeah. So we, we got the tickets in 2019. Well, you got the tickets in 2019. Or your While friend on got work. the tickets on in 2019. Break at work, I was crying in the parking lot. Like, I got them, I got them, I got them. And then COVID hit, and I was like, and it wasn't, I didn't understand what COVID was yet, which is funny because I worked in a place where we create, we ended up creating test kits for at COVID. At the time you did, yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like they they called themselves like what it, what was their big thing? They said we create media for testing. So we won't say the name of the company, but you worked for a place where they made medicine for all kinds of shit, right? Me- testing media. Test testing media. There it is for all kinds of shit. And um, I asked a lot of questions. So nobody really liked me there. <laughs> If they didn't. They didn't. I mean, like the president did, but nobody I reported to did. Yeah, so uh, presidents are generally idiots. Very far removed. Uh, yeah, very. That's a good way to put very it. Very far removed. Far removed. So even though I was really well liked by upper upper management, middle management wasn't a fan of mine. And unfortunately, when you're in and Springboro, I, Ohio, you're dealing with middle management. I remember the moment. Like there was a woman there who loved to go to concerts as much as I did. She's she's about twice my age, and we used to talk about all the concerts. Like we went to five concerts, but didn't know that each other was there. And she was like, "Pearl Jam delayed their tour," and I said, "No, they didn't." Like I, I checked my email on every break. No, they didn't. She was like, "Pearl Jam delayed their tour." And I pulled out my phone, even though it's a violation to have my phone there. Sure. Pulled out my phone, checked my email. They had just announced it like three minutes prior. And I started crying. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, my manager walked in the room and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I have to take a minute. And I walked outside and he's like, what's wrong? Because he knows me through his family. He's like, is everything okay? Do you have a family emergency? And I was like, I bought tickets for Pearl Jam. And they're too late, and I need a minute. And I'm just <laughs> crying, like I'm trying to wipe it off. Like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I wasn't fine. It wasn't cool. And then we we were supposed to go see the Gigaton album celebration, like release in Columbus. They were doing a movie theater, like watch where you could watch the album along with the like videos that they created to it. It was supposed to be this big thing. Right. We also went prior to that. To, uh, I think it was the Let's Play Chicago. Too. We yep. well, not Chicago. Uh, I was talking about the Let's Play Two um, documentary release. We went to a, a we went to Glendale theater, yeah, yep. in Glendale to see that. And I was like, we gotta take a picture in front of like the Pearl Jam signs and stuff. Like that was a really big deal. And this was all after our honeymoon that we saw them live in Seattle twice. Well, two nights. It was like one, it was like a Thursday, and then a. Friday or whatever or the fuck it was. Yeah, whatever yeah, it was. It was like a Thursday and Saturday. Uh, there was a day off in between. The first night, uh, there was a plane that was hijacked. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this for a second. Because have we talked about this on the show? No. So, just so you guys know, we mentioned it earlier this episode. We're only six minutes in, so you get it. But we went on our honeymoon. We went to see Pearl Jam in Seattle. We live in Ohio. From Ohio. So, yeah. we went to Seattle to see Pearl Jam. They're doing a two-night event in their hometown stadium. It was the homegrown tour whatever you called it. Home show. Home show tour. So home show They did tour. five shows, Seattle, Chicago, I don't know where else. Ballparks. It was big ballparks. Baseball, because Eddie Vare likes baseball. And there was a, it was a big deal because the Chicago, the Chicago baseball team, I think it was the Cubs, they won the World Series. And he so, loves Chicago. 
So, and when we were seeing Temple of the Dog. He was at a Chicago baseball game. We were hoping he would come in and sing. So real quick for those who don't know, why is that a big deal? Temple of the Dog? Yeah, explain Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog is a big deal because uh, Mother Love Bone was a band that existed. It was all the members except for Eddie Vedder. And I think Matt Cameron. Matt Cameron, I think, was uh, Chili Peppers drummer. I'm not totally sure. I have to double check that fact. But uh, we we went to see Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog is the band that was Pearl Jam before before Eddie Vedder, and then Andrew Wood died of an overdose, and the album. Temple of the Dog came out, and Temple of the Dog is a line in a song that Andrew Wood wrote, and Chris Cornell was his roommate, best friend, and he lost his best friend, and he was like, guys, we gotta make an album, and they made an album, a compilation album, in studio, in memory of Andrew Wood, and... We got, like, I don't even know if you understand how big of a deal this was. We got to see 25 years after the album was recorded, the only time that they were performed live, we got to see the first concert that they ever performed live right. with Chris Cornell singing right before he died. So we road tripped to Philadelphia to see Chris Cornell. The night we moved in together, actually. It is, yeah. Because I was at work, and all the guys that I worked with were like, my wife won't let me go. And I was like, that's hilarious. I told my boyfriend, if he told me no, we got a (laughs) 30-day bounce on our lease where we can exit, no questions asked. It was the first weekend. And if you didn't agree to come with me, I was going to break up with you. I was just like, I will fucking leave you if you don't come with me to this show. And we went. From Middletown, Ohio to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And a little blue Ford Escape. Not a, That's not even an Escape. Ford, Ford Focus. Fo- Ford Focus. And we drove overnight, and I got to nap the whole time. Of course. Yep. Just, and, just like Nashville, which we're getting to. And we got there, and uh, we were there the first night. I have the concert. Like, I have the poster. I bought two shirts. I don't fit in them anywhere, but I bought two shirts. <laughs> but I got the poster framed in my office, and it was... I, I don't know, one of the single most greatest nights of my life. Like, when I went to work after seeing them, everybody was like, I'm so jealous, I'm so jealous, I'm so jealous. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, I was prepared, full-on speech prepared to break up with this man if he did not come with me because I was not missing this shit. I, I, sp- I spent, like, three times ticket val- like three times space value to get these tickets, I didn't get. I had to buy them on Vivid seats because they were sold out. And I was at Anna's house, and we, she had her laptop, I had my laptop, and we were like Big Bang Theory, refresh, 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 <laughs> refresh. And then I got in, and then when I bought the tickets, I fucking hit my knees. I was, I just so much joy, so much joy. And then we went and we made friends with the people in front of us. Oh yeah, man. And again, I'm not sure if you guys heard it, but Temple of the Dog was Chris Cornell. Lead singing the Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam members. Yeah. So instead of any better, it's Chris it's Cornell. It's Chris Cornell. Who you all fucking know. Yeah. Everybody knows. And then after he passed away, everybody was like, I'm so jealous. And I was like, you shouldn't be. I'm that dedicated. Like, just be that dedicated. You can have whatever experience you want. Just be that dedicated. I grew up listening to these fans. I grew up. I wish I could send fucking 
Father's Day cards to these men because their voices were in the background of my upbringing so much more than any man was. And then, like you mentioned, the, we met the people in front of us. It was a guy who was kind of goth-like with his mom, and they were fucking awesome. So awesome. Not just goth-like. I think he was gay well, and, sure. with his mom. And I thought that was so empowering. Like, you know, his mom is there with him his while he's doing his thing. His mom looked like a general middle-age 90s mom. Yeah. Just here with her fucking son who loves this who shit. Who loves it. Just, I thought that was awesome. They were living their best lives, yep. and they thought we were cool. And, you know, we just had the best time. It was just the best fucking time. So, yeah, so. So, because that kind of, you know, that kind of got. That our, set it off. That's, that started it. And then, and we, then saw, we got married a couple of years later. We went and saw Pearl Jam live in their hometown in Seattle during their the very. home shows. Home tour. shows tour. That was what it was. It was a home shows tour. And, yeah, but except and, and when we went there, it was during when they raised $11 million. For homelessness. For homelessness. Which Seattle was driven with. Yeah, it was a big deal. That was such a big deal, and we were a part of that. Like every beer we bought, we went. went and I went yep. and did the glass blowing session. Yeah, we did we do made, that. I made like a, a little like bowl where I not like a smoke bowl, but like a bowl bowl. Like it was, like, it was a glass a bowl. bowl. Like that you use metal and heat to make not metal yeah. glass. You use glass like and heat to make. Into a yeah. pipe. I had to blow into a pipe. We dipped it in. And I made sure I picked all the colors so it would look like the avocado album. And we still use it. And we made one for my sister who we gave to her as a gift. Yeah, like it was. No, I bought her a given to fly. We have. They made candles. As well, that are named after songs. Oh, that's what it was. So I bought a Given to Fly candle for us, and then I bought a Hudson candle for her. That's right. Because her son is Hudson. But yeah, like the when I made the bowl, I made it to look like the Avocado, which is their self-titled album. All big deal. Everything yep. that we did that, that year, big, big deal. That week, the whole week. Yeah, big deal. Huge deal. And so that all builds into, that was last time we saw them, and then right before COVID. Nope. You mentioned that there's an airplane when we saw them. Oh. So there was an airplane. Um, somebody took over an aircraft and actually committed suicide um, the first night we were there. And people thought that the first night we were there, it was going to be a terrorist attack on us being there. And that was, I, I it was really hard for me because my mom committed suicide. And so... To know that that is what somebody was going through, the first and only time I've been in Seattle, seeing my favorite band. I'm going to my favorite band in Seattle because that's how we lost my mom. Like, this is what I'm doing to put one foot in front of the other. And then that's how he took his life. Like, that was really fucking heartbreaking. It was, I mean. It's sad. Seattle was painted for Pearl Jam, like on the on the on the tower, the needle. It was the, a Pearl Jam flag on the Space Pearl, Needle, and then on the sidewalks were Pearl Jam, and or, then all, all, all over the airport, the Pearl airport Jam. Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam. Everybody was into Pearl Jam, and and for that person to have died the way that he did, and for nobody to talk about it. Like I took a sick day when we came back to work. Like, I was like, I can't, I can't fucking think because i just found out the airport that i flew in and out of somebody did what they did to themselves the same way my mom did what she did to herself a year ago and they used that concert as a fear as a as a a part of the fear with yeah that was really hard like i mean that person deserves some kind of 
acknowledgement, you know, sure. for the pain he was in, for what he went through, for everything that he lived through, you know. Absolutely. But, I mean, there's a reason he did what he did. Yeah, I mean, but Pearl Jam's always just been in the background of my life. Like, I grew up listening to them. Like, uh, I remember being, like, you know, three, four years old, listening to them, loving them. Even flew. And, you know, I've, I've kind of talked about this on other podcasts, like, Parents get divorced and remarry. You move a lot. Like, we moved a lot. As a staple with all the change. No matter where I lived, no matter what was going on, no matter who, who was married to who, Pearl Jam was my home. And so, anytime their tickets go on sale, it's like a homecoming for me. It's like yeah, a, you know, tour a, a lot. family reunion for me. And I bought their tickets. And then COVID happened, and I wept when somebody said, we gotta, we, we have to postpone. What was the date of our original concert? April 2nd. What year? 2000. 2000 and? Just 2000. It was 2000, 2020. Yeah. April 2nd, 2020. 2020. <laughs> My bad. April 2nd, 2020. And when did COVID hit America? Like March, March what, 16th, something? 18th? Yeah. I know I'd been to the doctor before because I thought I had stepped through. And they made me put on a face mask and they said, you don't, you test negative for strep throat. But they totally skipped over COVID. Yeah. Like they made me put on a face mask because of all the signs and stuff, but they didn't talk to me about COVID or anything. They just said, your strep test is negative. Have a good day. If this concert was three, three weeks earlier, we would have been there. We would have been there. Two weeks. I was, I wet. Dude, when they told me Pearl Jam delayed their their concert, I looked, I was, I looked, I can remember looking the woman And they in were the, the face, first ones. And I was like, you're kidding. She said, no. And I was like, no, you're joking. She was like, I'm not. I pulled my phone out. Like, yeah, I'm not supposed to. I'll get written up for having it. I was like, fuck <laughs> you. I'll do it. Like, whatever. Pulled up and I, I read their email and then I was like, I have to take a break. Went outside, read the whole email full and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Indefinitely. Oh my God. They were the first ones from what I recall. Because WrestleMania, WrestleMania was the same weekend as that Pearl Jam concert. And Pearl Jam, I, I, I knew COVID was a thing so I've been reading about it on the internet. But I was like, it's not going to be I mean, thing. I had gone to the doctor and right. had like... I had gone to the doctor and they weren't even talking about it. Right. I walked in, they handed me a face mask because of my condition. Sure. And then they swabbed me for, they swabbed me. This is the shit that pisses me off. They swabbed me for strep throat and charged me for it. Didn't even say a shit. Oh, because you had COVID probably. I had COVID yeah. 100%. Yeah. Our whole team did. I remember did. that. Yeah. Everybody was sick. Even Josh was like, hey, I fucking had COVID. Yeah, everybody had COVID. Everybody did. It's like, I didn't have any taste. I don't know why. Not a soul was talking about it. And yep. then, you know, they were all pissed off. Upper management was pissed off that so many 16 people working in that department and, you know, 10 of us were out. Okay, well, that's why, bud. And like, I don't, I don't know why it's hard for you to face reality. As soon as they said Pearl Jam was canceling, I was like, something's very wrong. Because they don't do that. They don't do that. Something's fucking wrong. And then, you know, I'm coughing up blood in my house going, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> and then I'm going, this is why Pearl Jam <laughs> canceled their show. It was crazy. Because when I recall, I was going to work. I worked in Cincinnati. And, like, 
And like I was reading about, it's like that's not that gonna be a big of a deal. We're fine. Yeah, we're right. in Ohio. We're fine. Right. And then like you know, we went to we went to dinner with my family that that weekend. Yeah, that was last weekend. It was we the last weekend of food. Time. It was yeah. the last weekend of public food. <laughs> and uh, and then Pearl Jam canceled right after that. They did. And they were the first ones. Yeah, we're. And I remember because I had a fight with my job because like. I'm going, I'm going, I'm, I'm taking, I'm Jam. taking vacation days like, these days. And they were like, you don't have it. I'm like, no, I'm taking it. I don't care if you pay me I'm telling you. I'm, they tried to do that with me yeah. too. They were like, I don't know if we can approve that time. Exactly. Frame. And I was like, I don't really care. No. I bought the tickets. That's why, and that's I'm what, going. Exactly. I told yeah. them I'm not going to be at work for so, these two days. circling it back in, <laughs> Nashville was the closest that they were coming to Ohio. Nashville was the closest. At that time. At that time. And that's why I bought those tickets. And the person who, like, used their phone to help me buy them because mine was outdated. And I kept refreshing and refreshing and refreshing and not getting in. She used her phone. And I was like, well, do you want to come? Because I'll pay for your tickets. And I bought their tickets. That didn't work out. And then we invited, like, a couple other Well, because, you know, the uh, unfortunately, when COVID hit... People were stuck indoors together for a long amount of time, more than usual. And then they realized. And a lot of people got divorced, including this couple. You know what's interesting, though, is like, before COVID, I always wanted to spend more time with you. And then after COVID, we got to spend more time together, and then I kept wanting more time. Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm awesome. Vice versa. And you're awesome. Oh, there it is. And unlike other couples, we had a good time hanging out. We did. We had a great time hanging out. So, I mean, and there's that's, and that's what COVID, I mean, COVID may have been a blessing for many families <laughs> because it may have made families happier at the end of the day. But, I'm, but anyway. But I'm ready to talk about this concert. So I had to wait two and a half years. Two and a half long years. April 2nd, 2020 was when I was supposed to see them. And we saw them September 16th, 2022. It's over two years, so two and a half years. Two and a half years yep. later, I get to go see them. For the first time since 2018, at our honeymoon, which was over four years ago. Yeah, our honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, and that was a really big deal, man. Like, I'm a whole different person. Me like, too. all kinds of shit has happened since yep. then. It's crazy. And when we got there. And not only did that happen, we got to bring my high school friends who don't like Pearl Jam. They didn't know they liked Pearl Jam. They didn't know they liked Pearl they Jam. Didn't that's know they liked that's Pearl perfect Jam. way to word that. They didn't even know. Because we had to go through a couple of different couples. Who, they did. Everybody who, kept breaking up. They all kept breaking up. Everybody kept breaking up. And like, luckily, our our my high school friends, our high school friends, my high school friends, who you're also friends with, because you we don't go to high school together. They're I not like going. They're not going to get divorced. They've been together forever. Yeah. And they like look. Let's fucking party in Nashville. So they came with us. Yeah. Great time. Why my voice is thrown? Four days later. Explain that. <laughs> because when you arrive, I bring the party. The party is a rocking. So I have fifteen songs out of all of the ones that they played that I want to talk about. I'm not sure how many songs they played, but they I will did say an this: encore. before we get into this list, I'm not sure how many songs they played. But they only played three that I knew they would play. <laughs> and they did not play like six that I oh, knew they would also play. No, no, you don't get no, to do that. It's not a bad thing. You don't get and to and do you that. said this forever. Pearl Jam will do that. They will because they have so many songs. They've been around they since do. what, nineteen ninety? They have so yes, many 19, songs. Exactly that you, you know a lot of songs. That they don't have time to play all this shit. Yeah. And, they, and then you leave a Pearl Jam show thinking you heard everything you wanted yep. to hear. And then 
days later it hits you. They didn't play. They didn't. They didn't play, and that's okay. No, it's 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 fine. I'm not. I'm not. You bashing still feel them. fulfilled. I'm. But this it was this was. This was a good thing that I'm saying here, in my opinion. Yeah. Because they only played through that. They're going to play this. But then before this song, before this show, I was like, dude, they're also going to play this and this and this and this. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. And they didn't. But they also played songs. I was like, there's no way they're going to play this shit. And they did. And it was awesome and surprising. And that's why Pearl Jam's awesome. Because yeah. you think you're you, like, you know, like not to like bash bands, but I'm going to go do a certain band. I know they're going to play all these songs because that's all they have to play. Yeah. Pearl Jam doesn't Pearl have. Pearl Jam doesn't adhere to any of that. Because they they keep making music and they, people love the same music. They're basically, it's kind of like if the Grateful Dead and Led Zeppelin had a baby. They are the chillest and the most rockinest band. That's it. It was crazy. That's it. I mean, it, it was cool. Like I would, like Jeremy, for example. We all know Jeremy. There is no way, in my opinion, that they would not play Jeremy, and they didn't, and they didn't have to, because there was nowhere for it to fit. You know what I mean? Like, it made sense that they didn't, but I'm like, that's one of your fucking staple songs. How many times have you heard Jeremy? You've seen them. I've seen them three times, heard it once. But the first time I saw them, it was a two-night show, so it made sense. They're only going to play it one time. Each show was different, so it made sense in that aspect. But on a one-night show, I'm, I'm thinking I'm hearing Jeremy. They didn't? No. So I'm going to get into. They didn't need to. I want to get into that, like, because this was my sixth time seeing them. And the first time I saw them was in 2010. I saw them in May, I think it was May 10th, 2010 in Columbus. I failed my linguistics midterm to make it there on time. Worth it. You're in your master's degree right now. You didn't need it. Yeah, I don't fucking need that. <laughs> like, I showed up and I was like, B, C, B, C, B, C, D, D, E, B, C, B, C, D, D, E. And Dumb. then... I went to my friend's apartment who was supposed to be driving us, and I was like, you better fucking get here in the next 15 minutes. I'll leave your ass behind. I don't care. She made it. She had gotten rear-ended. And she was like, I don't have time to deal with this. I got to get my friend to Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> and we got there, and I wept. They played for hours. I wept. It was, and all of my friends were like, it's okay, it's okay. They're, and I was like, I'm not ready for it to be over. I say it shouldn't be over yet. And I was like, I can't. And then, like, afterwards, it was kind of like, this must be what a baptism feels like. Like, <laughs> I, I heard everything. I was in the moment for every moment. Like, it was just the best fucking night of my life. And then I saw them in Pittsburgh with another friend. Same thing. Just... And I actually, I was actually remembering this. Like all the people in Pittsburgh were pissed off because every time I had to go to the bathroom, I went to the left. Okay, well, when I was dancing really, really hard, I ended up in the aisle where there was nobody, so I should have gone to the right and up. But I was like, the bathroom is that way, so I got to go to the left. So I made like a hundred people stand up so I could go pee when I could have just gone to the right and up. But I was like. Where's the bathroom? People said it's that way. And I was like, okay. And I followed their fingers. And one guy got in my face. He was like, why the fuck do you keep stepping in front of me? And he like stared down into my face. And I was like, I've never been here. He's like, you're sitting over there. And I was like, what kind of creep are you? You know, know what right? I'm saying? Why are you fucking watching me? Why are you me? fucking watching me? And he was like, you made 
50 people stand up. You could have gone, and I was like, I'll fucking remember that the next time. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I just kept throwing it back <laughs> in. Him but, like, bitch. but like 10 years later, he's right. A shit gone to the right. I'm sorry, dude, from yeah, Pittsburgh. fuck that, though. That why be a douchebag about it? That's why Pittsburgh sucks. That's why Penn State has also... rapists in their fucking football stadium. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably him. He's my fucking Penn State coach who's raping his fucking students. Fuck you. Also, anyway. that's probably true. But yeah, like fucking I got Pittsburgh. yelled at because I could have just taken three steps to the right and gone up into the right or to the left or whatever. But I, I went all the way to the left because that's where I saw the sign. And I was like, this is... But like... To tie that in, when we were in Nashville, I wouldn't go to the bathroom by myself, did I? As you no, should it. I sure as shit didn't. Like, after a certain time, I was like, is there anybody in there? And you were like, nope. And I was like, cool, peeing with you. Like, we're doing this together. I'm not going in there by myself. Like, it ain't happening. Dude, I didn't tell you this, <laughs> but this also happened to me. Yeah. When you were up there partying with the fucking band that was also seemed black from Pearl Jam, that female band oh yeah upstairs at tooties we were at tooties on, we the, th- tooties. on the third floor just me and eric no tootsies whatever the fuck tootsies. it's called but i'm tootsies. standing there i'm wearing the halloween pro jam song that has donald trump on it yeah some hillbilly fuck noticed it did they get in front of you he face? tried to he walked up and he was fucking drunk oh, he's older he's probably like fucking 40 you know you know how those hillbillies look like with their fucking little beards that aren't yeah. really beards like mine and he was like he fucking looked at, he saw my shirt looked at it he's like He's like, look. As I, then he saw me. Like I noticed him looking at it. He's like, I'll fucking go down. It's daytime. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, All day. And I know what he was looking at. Eric didn't know what he's looking at. Like, Eric, I don't know if Eric knows that shirt no, or not. It's a pumpkin and it's got the. It the was very Donald Trump. Out of the. Out, out, that comes out of the pumpkin. It's shaped like his hair. And he's like operating a little go kart yeah, thing. It was very Donald Trump like. It uh, it's commentary. And, but whatever. Like their Halloween like, shirts. I are. don't like wearing poli- poli- you know, politic shirts, but I like Halloween, so I'm wearing the Pearl Jam Halloween shirt. That's right. And this fucking guy looks at it. He, I see, I see his lights thrown in his, in his eyes, not his brain, but his eyes. And he's like looking at it. And then like his body like tastes like we gotta go. And like I'm, I'm wearing, I'm, I stand up now. It's like fucking hit me, fucking yeah, do it because it's daytime. I'm confident. I remember <laughs> at that bar you being like. You're not allowed to leave me. Yeah. You're not allowed. Because there are some hilljacks in that bar. Do not. And I kept like, there's live band here, and there's live band here, and there's live band here, and you're like, you're not allowed to just run away. You are not allowed to do this that. This is a very Republican area. That guy noticed that shit. And he like, yeah. he looked at you it. Cannot run and then away he from looked me. at me and he looked at my. Like I saw his eyes go back and forth. From yeah, the, from that the pumpkin happens sometimes the eyes, when you wear that to shirt. The pumpkin to the eyes. What is that? That's the twenty. It's the. <laughs> I don't know what it it's is. It's like the twenty. I didn't notice it when I got I think it. It's the twenty nineteen. You pointed out to me after I had gotten it. I didn't even know. Yeah, but I like, get their Halloween shirts. Yeah. Like exactly. I don't care about politics, but it's just like guy. Knock it off. Fuck off. And You're then, not important. And he realized that he was going to lose that fight. Because even if, you know, Eric would have backed me up if we had to get into a fight. And his buddy's like, you just got to walk away. Just keep walking. And he was probably 10 years older than me. He's just I mean, he's just looking for some shit. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens. But do you know, as a tiny woman in Nashville, ain't nobody looking at me trying to start a fight. Nope. I'll wear that t-shirt in there. Nobody else. And everybody was like, you're so cool. And we love you. Because, well, you were doing that. I was at the front seeing like I need somebody to love and like you did under the bridge and some other shit like I got a group going and there was a there was like a gay bachelor party happening in front of me and me and the and like the bride kept like cheers in and having like the best time like we had the best time and everybody was like we love you we love you and then this woman 
who was trying to piggyback off of the queens, was like, come up here with me. And like, we'll be these little ladies. And I was like, you don't know the words to any of the shit they're singing, so I'm going to bounce away to the right. That happens. Then I'm going to sing in front of the <laughs> bass player who is singing, and then we're going to do our thing. And uh, yeah, and like I, I made friends with like the whole front row. Like, As cause you Because you were trying to f- find me. And I was like, send pictures of the band. Like, I'm up here. See these thighs? I'm up here. <laughs> well, you know, you said you were going to come back. Because oh, you you, here's what happened. You said you were going to you were gonna come back because they were playing a different song. And then all of a sudden, Queen said, like, she can't come back. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I even said that. I was like, she ain't coming back. I'm gone. Queen's playing. I have to go get her. Yeah, you did. It was a good time, though. Tootsie's is a good bar. Hey, it was a good bar. Three I mean, bands. Like, every, we, the first floor, we walked in, it was Tom Patty. Yep. And I came in, and I started singing Tom Patty at the band. Yep. And they got into me singing Tom Patty to them. They all turned around, faced us. We we're standing in line to get in. They all turned around to face to us, and then you know Tom Petty ended. I was like, all right, let's you know let's make our way up. And then the next band, I think it was. It was no Devil Down Georgia. No, it was the Devil Down the Georgia. Oh, there it was. Yeah. So and George, I, Th- not George Thurgood, Char- Daniels. Charlie. Daniels. Charlie Daniels. Holy shit! And then we did that, and then I went up further, and that's where I think I heard and SCP. And yep. then I was like. Bye. Like, you guys were hanging out by the jukebox, and I was like, Well, this? I was going outside, because I, I, like, like, I like being outside. Is this as comfortable as you are? And, and, and you everybody nodded, yeah. And I was like, bye. And then I went up to the front, and I went all the way up to the front. Yeah. I walked up there. I was in the lead. You're behind me. Eric Nelby's behind you. And I walk outside, because I'm going to the fucking patio, because I like being outside. And I turn yeah. around, and you're gone. You're gone. I didn't even see I'm you I'm at leave. the music. Yeah. I'm at the music. You guys found me later. People gave me beer. It's well, fine. I brought you. I, can I? Can we talk about Pearl Jam now? All right. So anyway, all this shit happened. And all then, of that shit And happened. then we go to Pearl Jam. And then. Live. We go to Pearl Jam live. I've been waiting two and a half years for this concert. Since COVID hit. If you can hear my voice, I'm still struggling to recover. Four days later. Yeah, that's how hard I screamed, cried, partied, danced, rocked out. It was a big deal. It was such a big deal. We were kind of, we were kind of behind them. We were behind them for the first time because the first time we saw them, we were in front of them. Yeah, so it was a different experience. It was different to be behind them, but I was okay with it because I was really close to them. It was, it was pretty close. I was pretty close. You could see all so their like, equipment. I could see everything that was happening. It was really well lit. Yep. And then mine being behind them, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me either. I thought it would, but it didn't bother me. It didn't me bother either. me at all, dude. I, mean, I don't give a I shit. I like seeing. Well, I, I like seeing how shit goes. I, like, as a podcaster, I like seeing how shit works. Yeah. And so it's kind of. I, I was kind of need to watch them actually like perform, not just perform, but to see how they perform. I enjoyed that quite a bit too. So they opened with nothing, man. Which is insane. Holy shit. From Vitology. We were all guessing what they're going to open with. Nobody said. Nobody nothing, said man. nothing, man. It Even was, people be around us that they were surprised. It's their third album. That. Vitology is their third album, and they opened with Nothing Man. That's crazy. And we said they're going to open slow. And I we did say that. ever think it was going to be Nothing Man. Me neither. Never did I. And then their next song, well, I'm not going to go. Their next song, because I'm picking my top 15 out of every song they played. Sure. And they played a lot. They played a lot. So my next song is Present Tense, which is off of No Code, and it was their fourth song, which is also their fourth album. Uh, that's not a coincidence. No, it's not. Also a great song. And I think, like, once they came out, we were there. I was there with four other people, right? Like, yeah, me, you, Eric, Danielle. Four total. Four total. You guys all disappeared. 
all the rose behind and in front of me disappeared. It was to... just me and then. <laughs> I was getting alcohol. <laughs> yeah, you guys gone. Everybody's gone. It's just me and in the back of Eddie Vedder's head. We are just having the best time of our lives. It was the best time of my life. Like I, I just I can't I can't explain it. I can't. That's cool. See, you freaked me out because when we came back, you were gone. I was like, "What the fuck, Chico?" Down there. <laughs> <laughs> Paying attention to my band, dude. <laughs> Paying attention to my band. My number three favorite was Vitology, which they played fifth. But Vitology is their third album. And Last Exit. I mean, this is, this is. <sighs> Last Exit. That's how it goes. Like, you just, I can't, like, I danced so hard. I have bruises. From the top of my hip to my kneecap, all on the right side of my leg, from bouncing into your chair. And to give that a little bit more credence, I broke that leg. That's the leg I had to have a couple surgeries on. I was in a body cast for. I had to have a year of physical therapy so that I could walk again. That leg, totally fine with just bouncing into... You're, I mean, this is all scarred up. Like, just bouncing into your chair. Like, this is the best night of my life. It's also their last exit. That tracks. It does, doesn't it? I think like, it does. Just, I had the most fucking fun. Like, my voice, still gone. I had the most fucking fun that night. I can't. It was an out-of-body experience. Like, I felt like, I, I felt like... I was not me. I was on the stage behind them, rocking out as a spirit. That's how I felt. I was so into this moment. I waited two and a half years to see this. This is my sixth sixth time seeing them. And every time I love them that much, every time I love them so much that I feel like I could sit my soul out of my body up to where they are and just lose myself in it. And I, they didn't let me down. The only thing I thought was weird, because I think you already p- uh, passed it, was they played Black really early. They played Black. I didn't I didn't talk about Black on this playlist because they did play it really early. And it is weird, but it's not, because they're like, we're going to get all y'all sing along. Right, and I get that. We're yeah, get it out of the way. We're going to talk about it super fast. But like Black is one of those songs I think it's better at the end because it's so deep. And like it's the same thing when we saw Journey. Not that they're on but, at the same level, but they played. But my favorite Journey song is Separate Ways, which they also played like first or can second. Can I? What? Like just really fast. Eddie Vedder had said on multiple occasions, like when people sing Black at him, it's unsettling because it is such a poignant song for him. Like, it means so So much. So he wants to get out of the way, which I completely understand. I mean, you know, fucking 30 years later. Sure. Wouldn't you? Absolutely. Wouldn't you? So I'm not criticizing. I'm just stating. You were surprised by it. I was surprised by it. I mean, and that's that's not anything to be upset by. No way. I still love this fucking show. I'm not like, I'm not saying, oh, he's saying Black Second, so fuck this concert. No, 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 no. It was still an amazing concert. Unlike Journey, which they should have played several ways later. I saw I'll criticize Journey, but not Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> did I say, did I say Last Exit? You did. All right. So the number four, All Night, which a little part of me is like they do All Night because All Night thing is a Temple of the Dog song. And they do that. It's a big deal. They do that. 
So All Night, though, is on Lost Dogs, which is an album of their B-sides, which is why that was a big deal, because it was a B-sides album, and they played All Night. And that's how they know they find their real fans when those guys sing along with them. It's like, oh, you fucking know. Yeah, that's what I did. Right. It was their sixth song. And I was fucking in that shit. You were in all of this shit. I was in all the <laughs> shit. I, I mean, I, I don't even know how to tell. Like, I felt like everybody disappeared and I was elevated onto my own platform. <laughs> like, I, I was behind everybody just cheering and doing my thing and dancing and having the best time of my life. It was great. It was a great time. And then the next one was Whoever Said, which actually is on Gigaton, which is their 11th album. And their seventh song. Love Gigaton. It's a great album. Gigaton, I wanted to hear Gigaton when we were supposed to go and hear it at the Columbus movie theater. They were going to do a video release. Like, we were supposed to see a video release alongside of it. It was supposed to be this big, beautiful thing. And we had gone to see Let's Play 2, the documentary. And we went to a theater in Cincinnati for Glendale. that. Yeah. So I was looking forward to seeing Gigaton in Columbus at another theater because it was like, fuck it, this is some cool shit. It is cool. That's and rare. The way that they did it, though, they were doing it as this like commitment and marriage to Mother Earth. Like They were like, every song, we're going to do a video of Mother Nature. And I was really looking forward to seeing that. And if they weren't going to approve my vacation time, which they super duper won't, I was like, I'll take a sick day. Fuck them. Like, what are you going to do? Oh, you're going to text me? You need a doctor's note? Okay, cool. I'll fucking find one for you. I guess I'll just take the fucking point and move along with I my mean, life. I mean, yeah, like, I don't care. Up. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck that system. I'm like fuck grown you. Up. I need to have some kind of happiness in my life. And Pearl Jam is that. My mom committed suicide pearl jam makes everything okay and if you are gonna stand in between me and that feeling you're an enemy that's it i agree i need to find a different employer you're basic yeah basic luckily we found an employer that's amazing but anyway i did that is absolutely correct i did but in the meantime i had these movie theater tickets and i'm hoping that they do it and they didn't do it but then because we were like, this is going to be my big birthday thing. Like, we're going to watch the Pearl Jam Gigaton album in Columbus. Get a hotel. Right? Do and, the thing. and then we're going to see the Mulan movie. Yeah, which Total also shit. COVID fucked up, but, you know, shit. also was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to go see Pearl Jam. Like, that, that was, it was going to be Pearl Jam in theaters, and then Mulan in theaters, and then Pearl Jam in real life. COVID fucked all that up, but... Mulan still sucks. Yeah, but I was really looking forward to seeing... And then they've been... They released their shit piecemeal. And we've had videos. And the Vivo, if you do Vivo, the Vivo, like, like if you look up a song on Vivo, you can see the video. And that's a really great... Like, it... I don't know, like, we watched that. We watched it at home. You brought the movie theater downstairs, the projector, the projector screen. You brought it all downstairs so we could sit on the couch and watch it. Our own movie theater experience. Our own movie theater experience. And we watched the album for my birthday. And, you know, even though I didn't get to see it, like, in a theater theater, I felt like I was a part of something. 
And every time we listen to Giga Song, and even live in that stadium, which is like what I'm building up I to. I thought of COVID. Even even live in that stadium, like I I was like, we did we did we did it. Like that's what I think of. I think of us, you being like, are you happy? Is this okay? Are you having a good time? It's your birthday. This is your band. Is this the experience you wanted? And me being like, I can't talk because I'm hearing new music for the first time and I'm slapping my hands. <laughs> like, I can't. Well, and those songs held up to that same standard. Didn't they, though? Yeah. I mean, I hearing agree. them, hearing them, didn't they, though? I mean, how often do you have, like, bands who you've loved since you were kids who they have shitty album after shitty album because they just can't keep up? I have never. Pearl Jam ain't one of them bands. Pearl Jam is not one of those bands. Nope. I have loved Pearl Jam since I was three years old. Gigaton's awesome. Never once have they let me nope. down. They're such a good band. Gigaton's awesome. There's, it's a great, it's a great album. So then, you know, whoever said Seven Song. It's a great song. Number six for me was Corduroy, which is off of Vitology, which is their third album. If we saw that jacket at the Hard Rock, Hard Rock I can talk, holy shit, the Hard Rock Museum or whatever it was that we saw. Or was it that we saw that? The Pearl Jam thing that we saw in Seattle. We saw that jacket there. It was at the Mopop Museum. We went to the Mopop Museum, which is their oh, museum. Oh, the year they of, were in the, the year they were inducted. Uh, yeah, but Mopop is uh, the Museum of Modern Pop Art or whatever, and we went there, and they had a whole Pearl Jam exhibit. We saw the corduroy jacket. Yes, we saw. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're thinking of 2017. I am. We, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's what Cleveland. I'm thinking of. Yeah, I made a big deal. It was about the same year they. Exhibit. It was the same year they were inducted in the Hall of Fame. Corduroy is you that can, jacket. He says you can buy, but can't put on my clothes. Because somebody bought that jacket for a ridiculous amount of money. He's like, what the fuck? And that's that his evolved T-shirt. Yep. Yeah, that's a whole big thing. And we you went can there. Buy, but can't put on my clothes. Yeah, you can buy, but can't put on my. Clothes. Yeah. So we went there, and there was like a little sheep. Like a little, it's a tiny little sheep that they had sitting next to their dis. Like when they were would play on stage, it was on there, and yeah, like I took pictures of all of that shit. That was actually shortly before my mom died. It was before your we, mom died. We yep. went because they I were wanted inducted. to. I wanted, yeah, they were getting inducted. I wanted to do something fun to celebrate my brother's birthday, who's also passed away. So we were like, I want to. I need to go up there to celebrate something fun. My brother would be here. We would be doing this together if he was here. And we went and did that. And I took all kinds of pictures of that display. And I also took a lot of time in front of the Otis Redding plane. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I took pictures of that because my mom and I's like, song is an Otis Redding song. And I was like, this is the fucking plane. Like, Sitting this is the plane. on the dock of the bay. Yeah, that's the song. I can sing. You can. I mean, not well, but... You can. And I was taking pictures of that plane, and I sent it to her, and she and she was like, send me pictures. And I was like, Mom, this. She was like, I'm in a view and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, the plane. <laughs> Mom, but seriously, the, the plane. plane. <laughs> this is a big deal. These are just faces. The look, sheep, look at this plane. <laughs> the corduroy jacket. Like, this shit is intense. The fucking typewriter that he writes all of his songs on. Like, this is a big deal. She's like, nah, I want pictures of you and Ben. But yeah, no, that was a big, big deal. Huge deal. And then we went to the Mopop Museum. And, they, and we actually got to sign. They put up a board for all their fans to sign. And I signed it. Thank you for the best honeymoon ever. Hell yeah. 
and we signed it, and I took a bunch of pictures and printed it. But Corduroy, which was number six on my playlist, number eight that night, that is followed by Rats. Fuck yeah. Remember, we were watching the uh, concert in the hotel before we went. You were watching the concert that we went to in 2018. The first one. And we, we went to two. The right, first one. Sure. But we saw a guy holding up a rat's sign. They did. Yeah. And then they actually played that song that same that night. night. And I was like, there's not going to play fucking rats tonight. And they, they played it, rats. And they fucking did. And it's actually kind of funny because where I grew up, well, not where I grew up, I grew up everywhere. But in Ohio, there is. The Little Miami River, which I lived off of for a little while. Everybody called us the river. Now you live off the fucking Great Miami River. (laughs) I live off the Great Miami River. It's going to be weird if I don't live off of a river. I I have to live off of a river. But rats, we were called the, the little, the river rats. I actually have a memory of my, my mom was always afraid of mises and mices. Mises. And uh, I, I have this memory of her. She, like, springboarded off of her legs onto the kitchen table. And she was going, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Trying to teach me to jump onto the a chair so that I could then jump onto the table with her. Because, you know, she had the power in her thighs to just jump from the floor to on top of the kitchen table. And she was so afraid of the rats. But she's like, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Jump on this, and then I'll catch you. And, like, and it was this whole big thing. But I, it, and I, like, as I become an adult, I realize it's because they were river rats, which they're, like, the size of boots. And they came into our house. Ew. I don't know any of that. But that's why I like the song Rats, because I think of that moment where my mom's like, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Get off the floor, get off the floor, get off the floor. It's dangerous. And I'm like, what? And but when I listen to rats or Pearl Jam, I'm like, no, that fits. That's that, that is absolutely like you know the two minutes that is my life. It's a great song. Rats. It's a great song. It's good shit. And that's off of Verses, which is actually their second album, but it was their ninth song that night. Nice. And then and then they fall. My next favorite song from that night is Wishlist. I wish I was a... My favorite parts are I wish I was the full moon shining off your Camaro's hood. Oh. It's a great, great line, right? It is. And I wish I was the souvenir you kept your house key on. Oh. And we have a keychain that I bought from when I saw them in... Was it Lexington? It might have been Lexington, Kentucky. When I saw them out there, they were keychains. And I was like, I gotta have that. That's what the focus key is on. That's the the brown thing? And it's like, yeah, it's like rubbed off because it wasn't like stamped super hard. It was only five bucks. It's not stamped super hard. It's gonna just be like this flat piece of leather. But Eddie Vedder said, I wish I was a souvenir you kept our house key on. And he is for us. That's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a a Pearl Jam thing. I wasn't sure what it was. That's cool. It's a Pearl Jam thing. Wishlist. It's off of Yield, which is their fifth studio album, but it was the 10th song they played that night. Great song. I'm glad they played it. I was pumped that they played it. In our... I kept, sing- I kept singing it all day for after the next day for some reason. I'd be all fucking hungover. I wish, wish I, I was. was <laughs> a, uh, blah, blah. But 
when you watch the the my favorite movie. <laughs> I mean, you have like three. No, well, which you always challenge it because I'm like I have all these favorite movies, but you told me my favorite movie was actually High Fidelity. Pearl Jam at Madison Square Oh, that is your fucking favorite movie. <laughs> You're damn right that's your favorite movie. We watch it like 17 times a year. <laughs> like, I'm like, my favorite movie is Almost Famous, Pirate Radio, High Fidelity, Lord of the Rings. We'll be fucking drinking on a Thursday at like 8 p.m. You watch the Pearl Jam at Madison Square Garden in 2002? No. 2003. No, 2003. I don't. <laughs> Whatever. Pearl Jam Live, Madison Square Garden in 2003. When they play Wishlist, a disco ball drops. It down. does. It does indeed. Yeah, you know that. Yep. I remember. <laughs> so many times I've seen it like 1,400 <laughs> times. I do. I do remember it. That's a great moment. I mean, I do like Ben Hoppe. It is a you good show. Ben it Hoppe. Is, it is a good show. For those of you who don't get that, watch Madison Square Garden Pole Dream in 2003. You'll, you'll get Ben you'll Hoppe. You'll understand Ben Hoppe. He's a cool dude. And the Boscocks. You'll love the yeah. Boscocks there, too. But yeah. But yeah, they played uh, Wishlist, which is great. It's good shit. It's a great shit. I was pretty happy that they played it. I got pumped when they played it, actually. Me too. After that, we have my favorite, my next favorite uh, off of that set list is Dance of the Clairvoyant. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'll be very disappointed that if we went to that show and did not see Dance of the Clairvoyance. And not only did they play Dance of the Clairvoyance, their fucking light show was perfect. It was. They had all the green, all the purple. It was perfect. Great song. Do, 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 do. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's different. And that's what some things that, you know, some bands, they get shit on for. Because, like, they change your sound a little bit. And all the fans are like, boo. No. Not Pearl Jam. I gotta tell you. Everybody loves it. And it's amazing. When they played, like, that was the first song. Because I said, I always try to make it a point. I don't want to hear their shit until I hear it live. Because I want my memory always to be. You're in it live for the first time. You're in it live for the first time. Which is risky, in my opinion. It's not, though. Because, like, I remember that. I remember going to, like, a Halloween party with my buddies and Troy. And they were like, what was the first song you heard? And I was like, you don't know the title. And they laughed at me. And I was like, you can laugh, dude. But it's called Pendulum. And every time I hear it, I remember the moment I heard it live. And that concert is actually available on Spotify. I like texted Anna. I was like, buddy, (laughs) out of all the concerts of theirs that I've gone to, this is the only one that's on Spotify. She was like, dude, I can't believe this is the only one you've gone to that's on Spotify. I was like, I I can because I took you there. I handed you <laughs> my identity. <laughs> you, I made Which, you. By the so way, weird. your identity is still my wallet from this concert. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you don't guys go anywhere. Talk about it. <laughs> don't go anywhere without getting out. If you need alcohol, for like, talking to me first, so I have your shit in my wallet. We're <laughs> Four and days I was later, like, buddy. Like, Five days later, I told her I am not responsible for my life. Here you go. I need this. I need this. I need this. And now I'm gonna cry. And like when we left that concert. I bought a sweatshirt hanging up in my upstairs closet. I threw it over my face. And the people in front of us were like, is she okay? And she was like, yeah, she's just happy. And the girl was like, is she so happy? She was like, that's how happy she is. <laughs> that's what happy is, man. Yeah, she goes, I get it. This is like my fifth concert. I get it. And in that moment, that was only my second. It's like, she's been to five. Fuck her. She's been to five 
Now I've been to six, I get it, you know. But, sure. it, like, Anna was solely responsible for my identity. She was like, you literally handed me your ID, like, your credit, your debit. And, like, I had to tell your mom, I'll get you home safely, I promise. I hope so, anyway, and we'll see. <laughs> like, I was like, here's my cash, here's everything. I just need to get there. And I remember, like, the merch line in that, like, I remember in that moment. This is 2013. The merch line in 2013 was such that I wanted to punch people in the back of their heads because they were taking five years to be like, I need that poster, I need that sweatshirt, I need that and that. Now they've accommodated to the point of like, we'll make an outdoor and an indoor. We got in and out of there. It was a really intense experience. But when we heard Dance of the Clairvoyance. Great song. I had originally wanted to wait for two years. Like, I was like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And I, we listened to it, I think, on my birthday. I think we did. Yeah, we absolutely did. It was the entire concert. The whole entire album. On my birthday, though. Yeah. I was like, we, I saved it. And now is the time. I mean, we saved it for two weeks <laughs> because your birthday they is po- March yeah, 23rd. They, <laughs> they postponed their tour dates. And, right. like, at the beginning of March. And I was like, well... If it's postponed, definitely we can listen to it. You struggled. You're like, I, ah. like, I don't You're like, do I it. still want to wait. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to wait. That's what happened. You're like, <laughs> that's you're going to, yeah, you're so going to hear it before you hear it. Let's <laughs> yeah. hear it. Let's hear it. So we listened to the entire thing together. It was a beautiful song. On the song. big screen. Such a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And the and the visual they gave with it. Amazing. Gorgeous. And it's a whole they, color scheme, man. They did. They give back. I think that's the thing that I don't think people that. Grew up loving Pearl Jam. Like, if you guys didn't grow up loving Pearl Jam, you don't understand how much they give back. Positive. 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 Like, they give back so hard. They're like, here are these exclusive B-sides. Here's this exclusive They love their fans and they love their music. Yeah, man. I mean, we can plug that at the end. We can talk about how much fans love fans at the end. But at the same time, before we move on from this song, I just want to point out, because like that music video is very colorful and very so beautiful. and very schemed. Yeah. And that one song with, you know, being live, they tried to replicate it the best they could live with all those lights. Was it beautiful? It was all green. It was so beautiful. It was all purple. It was all Everybody blue. It was danced. all red. Everybody danced. Dude, it was really cool. I was hoping that people loved it as much as, the, as we did. They and did a good did. job. And everybody did. No, that was not the get up and go pee song. No, not, not at all. That was not the get up and go pee song. Dude, I got pumped when they played that song. I did too. And, like, and I was going to be sad if they didn't play it. Because I was like, dude, I've never seen it before. I want to see like, it Like, we got to see it. But like, not only did they sing it, but the whole show that they did while singing it, it lived up to the hype of their, vid- of their with, video. Of the video. It was yeah. very colorful, schemed, with flashing Beautiful. lights. And they, they, they know what they're doing when they, they do, do a fucking show. I mean, I think what it is, is Eddie Vedder knows what it is to be a Sure. And he talks about that a lot. Like he loved the Who, he loved the Rolling Stones. That's why when we saw him, that's why when we saw him prepare, when we saw him in in Seattle, we happened to be able to be across the stadium while he was getting his sound checks. No, no, not how. No, to your effect. Let's not dial it down. No, we didn't just get to be across the street from them. No, 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 no. I'm gonna go deeper than that. Um, originally. I Airbnb and it was the shitty ass shit where it was like, here's a bed, there's a court curtain separating you from the toilet, and there was a box fan, and you were like, nope, 
Yeah. <laughs> you were like, I got a credit is, card. I'm out. <laughs> this is not what happens to you when we see Pearl Jam in Seattle. This is not what happens to you. And I was like, we can make it work. We can make it work. And you were like, no, this is not what happens to you when we see Pearl Jam. Let's get outside, go out to the street where you get a better fucking Wi-Fi connection. Because we had to do that. We did indeed. Pass the washer and dryer that were on the street. It was a shared outside experience. Yeah. Because apparently it doesn't rain in Seattle, even though it rains all the time. Whatever. And you were like, this isn't where we stay. We stay here to connect to a better... Hotel, and you called you, and you don't do that. I don't. You don't do make that. calls. I have to make the calls. You made the call, and you were like, "It's our honeymoon." My wife's favorite band is Pearl Jam. That's why we are here. And they were like, "Okay, we got we, a room. We got a room. <laughs> we get to no. It's not just we got a room. We get there, and they go, "Are you the axes on their honeymoon?" <laughs> and you go, "Yeah, we are." And they go, "Okay, cool." We get upstairs, and we are the last hotel room facing the venue. Facing the venue. And in open and venue. For people in, who don't go out to the West Coast, like out there, it, it's common to be able to open your hotel room like windows. But over here on the east side, it's Impossible. not. You can't do that. It's a suicide rate. Suicide rates, man. All day. <laughs> It'll get you. But out there, you can open your windows, and and it's because you can get the fresh the air fresh from air. the Pacific the, the, Ocean, the water air. Yeah, and we we crank the windows open, and I heard them singing Tom Petty. Yep. And then I heard them singing Footsteps, which is off of uh, Temple of the Dog, and I was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck?" Then we ran upstairs to the rooftop where the party was. And there were people jumping in the fucking hot tub, jumping in the pool, standing over the balcony. Everybody's in there like shorty shorts and just being like, bah! trying to get like, laid. And you were like, this isn't where you nah, want to we be. We need to go back downstairs. We need to go back downstairs. <laughs> this isn't what you want. Our room is right here. We're fine. We're facing this side. Let's just open our windows. And I was like, you're right. Fuck these guys, because I need to be able to scream and dance and cry. I don't want to hear splashing water. I'm trying to listen to fucking Pearl Jam. You don't need to hear, my bathing suit top came off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been in college. I've seen that. Right? So. Who needs that? And so we wanted to go. And like, it was cool about them with Pearl Jam when they do their sound checks. They're not singing their songs. They're singing songs that Eddie Vedder fucking likes and That's wants to beautiful. fucking sing. No, Beautiful. there's no audience. It's just Tim and his crew. I'm doing his thing. It's him and, and his it crew. Was fucking Tom Petty, right after yep. Tom Petty. Tom Petty, died. dude, it was Tom Petty. He's fucking like singing. Yes. I was like, what the fuck? Why is he singing this shit? Because he's sound checking. He's doing his thing. Doing he's not. Thing. He's not singing his songs. They when he's sound play. checking, he's singing songs he literally wants to sing for himself. That's fucking cool, in my we opinion. We went down to our hotel room. We rearranged our furniture. So that we could sit in front of the windows. So we could open them up. Got dominoes and champagne. Got dominoes and champagne. Because that's how royalties live. And you can't tell me they don't. And we listened to them sound check. And it was probably one of the greatest moments of my life. I agree. It was awesome. So beautiful. So fun. So beautiful. So, I think that was... The last song I talked about, though, was Dance of the Claim. It was indeed. It evolved. But anyway. Next. Number 10 on my list. 
But it was their 13th song that night. And it was off of Vitology, which was their third album. Spin the Black Circle. Which is probably what is responsible for... <laughs> for your black circle to your leg right now? Yeah. <laughs> From hip to kneecap on the right side of my right leg. Just black and blue. And I think it's because I just kept jumping into your armrest. And I kind of stopped. But I remember beating onto your chest. You did like, that a few times. I remember just being like, fuck it. And Anna, you, Anna used to tell me, my best friend, like that I'd go to concerts. Oh, she's been on the show. People know she Anna. She has. She, if I hit you, you'll hit me. Right? <laughs> she's like, if you fucking hit you, if you hit me, I'll fucking hit you. So I have to open palm. I can't close you can't punch. So there's an open palm slapping your chest and your arm and your belly. I just sit there and took it. And you took it <laughs> like a champ, like the champ you are. But that shit lit me up. It was spin fun. Spin the black circle. Spin okay. the black, spin the black. Spin the black circle. Do you know what that song is about? I'm sure you've told me, but what is it about? It is about playing your favorite record. Oh, spin makes the sense. Black yeah, makes circle. sense. Spin the black. I lay down your crooked arm. Yep, that makes sense. All right. Spin the black, spin the black. And it's about like like Tower Records. Makes sense. Right? So beautiful. It's just about paying homage to music, listening to music, buying music. Sure. The purity of that. Dude, if I played a song, if I wrote a song that was in that same, same mindset from my childhood, it would be, put the disc in, put the disc in. Right. Hit the don't skip, but it still skips button. I made, I wrote a paper uh, during my bachelor's degree, and I named it, I think it was MCR625. I named it after that record player that's sitting down there. Nice. So the title is whatever that model is of that record player. I got you. And they were afraid that they would have to... Copyright that shit? No. Uh, check me into a uh, like rehabilitation center because they talked about laying down a needle. Oh, they thought suicide. Yeah, they thought drugs. Yeah. Well, the pe- the basic people. My sure. teacher. The real people. My teacher was like, publish this. <laughs> it's fucking music. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how. I'm afraid. I don't know. I'm a child. Yeah, but I don't my, know what publish means. Yeah, my teacher was like. Publish this, because that is some deep cut shit. Because, you know, like, Paul Muldoon, he's a poet. He's a poet for, famous for quoting, like, musicians, like, Warren Zavon. That's where, like, Anna calls me Paul, and I'll call her Seamus, because Seamus Haney writes the best version of Beowulf, and Paul Muldoon writes poetry about rock and roll. And so she calls me Paul and I call her Seamus. And it, like I don't I, I just don't even know how to like explain it other than that. Like I wrote that paper and a lot of people thought I wanted to talk about killing myself, but it was just about me listening to music. Fucking music man with that needle. And and the only person that understand that that's what it was about was the teacher. That's the, which the makes teacher. sense. Because yeah. what she said, like I wrote down, like and then I laid down the needle. It makes people sense. People went. 
like when she read it out loud, everybody went, uh, and then she goes, and then I hear it was, I was talking about Stevie Nicks, Stand Back. Oh, it's a great song. And I, and stand I, back, stand I, back. I said something about stand, you know, we, I laid down the needle and then stand back. So then everybody heard lay down the needle and everyone, and then stand back and they went, and it was like, you guys lost it. Calm down, you guys. You guys all lost it. <laughs> fuck you guys. Basic. <laughs> Basic. Like, come the fuck on. Yeah. So, yeah, like, when they played Spin the Black Circle, I was into it. And because I went to Tower Records in Hawaii. You have been to Tower Records in Hawaii. That's pretty fucking cool. To buy their greatest hits when all of the friends that I went to Hawaii with were like, I don't have $40. That's how much it cost in 2006. I'm calling all you fuckers out. I mean, it was Amy, Colin, Jess, Brian. Easy. Nope, not easy. There's... <laughs> Me, there's one person I'm forgetting. All six <laughs> y'all. be that guy. <laughs> who couldn't afford $40 in 2006 to see Pearl Jam in Honolulu, Hawaii. To be fair. No. If, if I, I had to go to Tower Records, I bought Rearview Mirror, and I listened to that for fucking 10 years on a loop because you guys wouldn't fucking front it. I was like, I'll pay for you. I'll pay for everybody. I'll pay for all y'all. Please, let's go. I have to go. They're here. We're here. They're not sold out. Please, let's do it. It's 40 bucks. I'll give you 40 I can call my mom. My mom right now will send me 40 bucks. <laughs> so you're trying, if I said, Mom, I have to see this tonight. I have to see this tonight to live. I got a fucking, I got a tattoo in Hawaii. I got a tattoo in Hawaii. To be fair, Hawaii is expensive. And if yeah. I went to Hawaii, I probably get not afford 40 bucks either. Yeah. You know what? $40 was in 2006. It was $40. Like, I'm not exact. It was $40 <laughs> in Hawaii money in 2006. And I was like, please, 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 fucking please, please. Nobody would do it. And so my response was, I'll go to Tower Records, I'll buy their fucking greatest taste, which is Review Mirror, and I will listen to that on a loop. That's what I did. That's what I did. It's good shit. So spin the black circle, which is their version of like a val- a Valentine. To music. And they played that when we were there. And that was the 13th song that they played, but that's my number 10. Sure, sure, sure. Number 11 is Better Man. Sure, which was an awesome love Everybody it. knows that. It's off of Vitalogy, which is their third album. It was their 16th song. Beautiful song. I mean, I'm glad they played it. I'd be sad they didn't, but that's where it ends. It's a great song. I'm glad. Great I love song. hearing Heard it live twice now. I fucking love it. Can't find a Good shit. But nothing tops when you watch it in the DVD that I have at Madison Square Garden. 2003. Where he is like two inches tall and you see the whole crowd. Crowd lit up. And he just barely strums and everybody. That is my favorite moment. 
right? That's his right. That's lists, the best they moment. They all, they all. So basically, what she's talking about is, is he plays the music, and then the entire audience, the entire Madison Square Garden, which is a huge. We all know Madison Square Garden. I'd like to see them there sometime. I would love to see. I mean, wrestling's a big thing there too. I'd love to go see anything at Madison Square Garden. But he just lights it up, and they fucking sing the lyrics for him. They do his job for him. They do. <laughs> it goes. It goes. And it's awesome, man. And then, and then everybody can't find a better oh, man. man. Everybody lights up. They sing it for him, and it's I think probably the first time that happens because the surprise. That that whole arena, man. Everybody. Just so you just so you know, Madison Square Garden is where Hulk Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant. That's how that's big that arena is. Actually, kind of a big deal. It's exactly. It's a, that's that's that arena. It's so historic in every way. So number twelve, I've seen Porch a few times. Noise. When I saw, I think my favorite time seeing Porch was I mentioned this. I went to Pittsburgh with Anna. Porch. When I saw it with Anna, they lowered the lights and he jumped out and swung on those lights onto the crowd. That's badass. Yeah, it was huge. And I was like losing my mind because nobody thought they would play that. And they played it that night. Big deal. That's on their first album. It was their 17th song, which I think was an encore song. Sounds right. Big deal. And then... No, that was their closing song. Because the next song is Last Kiss. That was their encore song. Their first encore song. Which is a 2000 cover. I couldn't believe they played it. I even told my friends that were with us that they would not play Last Kiss. Because Eric mentioned, I don't know Last Kiss, that they will not play that. Yeah. They just won't. This is a fucking gigaton tour. When I saw them live in 2018, two nights, each Set was different. They did not play Last Kiss, and it was not a tour with for a CD. They ain't playing Last Kiss tonight. And they they fucking, played it. And not only did they play it, talk about how they played it. Wink. You mentioned earlier they were behind. We were behind them. So what did they do? They turned around. They turned. They brought all their instruments. And Matt Cameron had like a portable drum set. Everybody turned around and faced us. Matt Cameron. With this portable drum set. They played that song. And I know, like, some people with their spiritual beliefs or whatever, but... And, like, they all got their people. Like, they all know dead people. My brother and my mom knew we were there that night. And they knew we were behind them that night. Because how many times have they... It's about death, man. They turned on and they faced us. I I can't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I just, I don't even, I don't even have words. Six times before that, they ain't playing Last Kiss. Not only did they play Last Kiss, I didn't know we were sitting behind them. They turned around to fucking face us. We have to send pictures of that to Darlene, my (laughs) mom's best friend. Because my mom and Darlene loved that song. I mean, that was their song. I grew up with that. I can't believe it. Couldn't believe it. It was nuts. Big song. After, and that's a Wayne Cochran. Am I saying that right? Wayne Cochran. That sounds right. Wayne Cochran. It's a Wayne Cochran cover from 1961. And then after that, ugh, after that, this is my favorite song, and I sang it for days and days. I'm still singing it today. Smile. That is a good one. Smile. That's off of No Code, which is their fourth studio album. That's their 20th song. 
Don't make you smile. I miss you already. I miss you always. always. I miss you always. You were singing that for, for days. days. For days and days. Because I don't think I have a better way to sum up what it feels like to miss someone. I just I just don't. I think smile's it. I think any time that I think about, you know, my mom or my brother or my best friend Jade, like, I miss you already. I miss you always. That's it. I miss you already. I miss you always. As soon as they're gone, you miss them. And as the longer it gets, you still miss miss them. I mean, that's it. Those those was it five words sums it up. It does. I miss you always. I miss you already. I miss you always. I think four words actually. I miss you already. But I, I miss, miss you. You always. It's like seven. No, but seven. Th- there's repetitive words. So a total is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I miss you already. I miss you always. It's three words. I miss you. I miss you is two. So no. four words. It's four words. I miss words. you is three. I miss you is three. I miss you already. But I miss you is used a lot. I miss you. They're repetitive. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. There's repetitive words. I miss you always. And that's where I'm at. When I listen to Smile, that's where I'm at. Like, every time I hear it, because it it starts like, dun, 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 dun. It's very gritty. And then it's, dun, dun, dun. I didn't expect to hear that. I didn't either. I didn't at all. And then when they played it, and you'd never stop I singing it. Fucking went nuts. <laughs> I went nuts, and I went nuts for five days. And then it was, I miss you already. I miss you always. That sums up my life. I miss you already. I miss you always. That's absolutely my life. And that's off of No Code, which is their fourth album. But it was their 20th song. Number 15, which also made me cry, was Given to Fly, which is off of Yield, which is their fifth album, was their 21st song. The reason I love Given to Fly is because it reminds me of my little brother so much because he talks about you see a strange spot in the sky that was Given to Fly. He gives away his love. That's my brother. Like, my brother was, he would always do that. I give away my love, you know. Just like, that was him. And I remember Dewey was still alive when I was connecting to that song. And then after he passed and I heard it, I can't hear it now without crying. I just can't. Like, it. I just, it makes me cry. I get it. It's such a strong thing for me. And it means so much. And they played that. And it was their 21st song, which was during their encore. And and I remember, like, after that, I just, I was sobbing just openly, just. That's pretty much where we ended. Yeah, like, I yeah. just can't. I can't. And then you told me after. Dude, this was seriously the best part. So they played <laughs> that shit. The house lights came on and they bounced. Eddie was like, I'm out. Brought, took his wine, took his drumsticks. I'm out. Yeah, everything's Like, there's on. no lawn corn now. And now the house lights are on. People are leaving. 
and you're just fucking sobbing into your chest into my chest yeah I'm just holding you and, and my space. friends were gone the people by me were gone like it was just us in this fucking row and then I fucking hear cheering I look behind me we have like fucking three rows of just people just like clapping at you cheering thumbs Not up at me. no all you. of this no they were looking you. at you and they and I, and I was like looking at him and they're like she's fucking awesome it's like <laughs> screaming at you because you were still crying after all of this so I was like telling you like you need to look like look fucking look and then you would look with your little eyes you would look and they would like fucking scream at you and then you turn away real fast like fucking skexies like turn around real fast <laughs> And then, like, dude, she's fucking awesome. Like, that's where it ended. Like, you and you thought you say this. Like, you thought that you thought, thought they were cheering for Pearl, at Pearl Jam. So you're like, where they at? I remember people pointing. They're pointing at they're your face. They're pointing down. They're pointing. And they were clapping. They're, like, I remember the pointing, like the finger guns. That was and at then the you. Clapping. And then, and then I thought, oh, I have to stop crying into your armpit, and then I have to start looking at the stage because they might come oh, back out. They were long gone. They were. I didn't know that. I thought we were still. They were watching you fucking breaking down. <laughs> and they were fucking like loving the shit out of it. And they wanted, and they kept doing it because they wanted your acknowledgement, and you just wouldn't fucking give it to I them. Guess <laughs> having a spiritual moment. They wanted you to see them cheering at you so they could leave. You want to give it to them. Say, okay, they kept doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually they got, they wore out. <laughs> well, those, I, if I a few stayed, but most of them, they did. Most of them wore they out. They were talking to me. They, no, a few of the guys stuck around. They did. When I got up, they were talking to me. How many projects? But you missed concerts? you missed and the rows though. You missed the fucking ones who wanted you to acknowledge them. I missed the rows. I did miss the. I didn't know. I didn't know the rows. There are rows of people just fucking screaming at you, and you just wouldn't fucking acknowledge them. You're. Just... I thought we were cheering on Pearl <laughs> No. Like I thought we were clapping so they would come out and do a second. They were cause... looking at me like she's fucking awesome. Like I fucking know. And I was like, they're happy tears. They're like, I was like, I thought she's not, <laughs> she's not sad. It's cool. I hit her. Like she's cool. <laughs> like... It's all okay. No, like I remember, I do remember finger guns and like yeah. woos. Like, all of I that shit, man. Woos. You're getting Ric Flair'd at you. I do. I remember woos in my face. And that was at you. Pearl Jam was gone. And I thought it was for Pearl Jam. House lights are on. They're out. Remember, my immediate reaction was turn around. I was like, oh, they're coming back out. Pearl well, Jam. That's something that Pearl Jam I needs turned, to fucking figure out. I turned away from them at Pearl Jam. Because you were the one thing in that audience getting fucking cheered at after they fucking bounced. <laughs> I so. just love them so much, man. Well. They define who I am so hard, so hard. But I think that that trajectory, like, it carries on into our national experience. I mean, every band we went to see live. Awesome. Right? Like, I was, like, play Tom Petty song, play Tom it. Petty song, play Tom Petty song. I need to hear Tom. Because here's why. I do not ever get to hear Tom Petty live anymore. You don't? And... But not only do these guys sing it, they sound good. Yeah. Everybody, even the guys on the fucking corners are—they sound phenomenal. Everybody. And when I was like, I just want to hear Tom Petty. I just want to hear, because here's why: I never get to hear him live anymore. Never. So while we were in Nashville, I was like, any live band that's like, play, give me twenty bucks, they'll play a song. Here's twenty bucks, play me Tom Petty. They do. Feel choice. Here's Tom, 20 bucks. Play me Tom Betty. And they usually did three. They all, yeah, they did. 
They're like, we'll do you a one, and then we'll just keep going. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> like, like, we closed down Nashville. And we did close down Nashville on, on, on Saturday night, dude. We were told, we like, we're closing. You all got to go home because everybody's closing now. I was like, dude, I've never closed down Nashville before. We closed that shit For down. The ladies who are not as confident as me, let me tell you a quick a quick tip. Quick poor quo. Yeah. If you're with a strong, confident man. You won't get raped. Well, don't do that. Oh, well, I'm won't. just saying, if you just say, I'm not going to the bathroom by myself. Oh, yeah. You won't. Because I can't tell you the amount of times that I've been to concerts with Ben. I'm sorry, Chuck. Yeah, my name's Chuck Winchester I'm on sorry, this show. Chuck. Where I'm like, I'm sorry, fuck that. I'm not going into the ladies' Dude, bathroom. I forgot all I, No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not going to the ladies' bathroom alone. I didn't go to Journey by myself. I didn't fucking go anywhere. Like, if you guys do not need, want to go to the bathroom by myself, but you're only with your man, fuck it. I demand to go potty with my man. That's okay. That is a safe thing to do. Dude, guys, she did. I forgot about to said that, but we went the last bar in Nashville. We, we were, did. She, I went to the bathroom. She came in with me because everybody else in there. I said, is asked, there anybody in there? <laughs> he said, nope. And I said, cool. I busted in there. I went potty. And then we were washing our hands. As we were walking out, a dude walked in. He was like, I was like dude. She um, didn't want to go potty by herself. He's like, that's cool. I get like, it. That's, I get it. No, ladies, you got to be strong. Be brave. Be brave enough to say it's okay that I don't want to be alone. That's okay. You don't want to be alone. Walk in there with your man. It's not a problem. It is not you, a problem. How many times have you busted on the bathroom to be like, is there anybody in here? And then I've been like, all right, cool. I'm coming in here with you. Journey. <laughs> all of the bars we've been to. And like Journey, five times. And Journey fans are kind of douchebags. They try to cause problems. They did. Because most of their old. I put the hood up. I put, I had a sweatshirt <laughs> on. I put my hood up. And I was like, I'm not going potty here by myself. Mostly this old woman with short hair. You, you, you yeah, get what I'm I saying. Mean, but you know what? If you're there with a partner, don't go alone. There is no reason I to agree. go alone. Don't it's go not. alone. Like this shit where we got to be separated. Like because nah, it was I like, disagree with. I agree it with was you. like yeah. one o'clock in the morning. Yep. They were closing the bar. Nashville down. was closing. That's when all the bad guys come out. Yeah. So no, you gotta they were close the bar down. And they were like, yeah, yeah. And you were like, I'll meet you in the middle. And I was like, is there anybody in that bathroom? Nope. All right, cool. I'm coming in I there. I thought the was like, I'm running here. Nobody's there, no answer. I was like, yeah. I guess not. <laughs> no potty in there. And then somebody came in while we were washing our hands. And I was like, hey, dude. <laughs> what's up? He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. When I went to the bathroom in the. What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. When I went to the bathroom in the journey bathroom, when I was in the men's bathroom. Even like, I didn't give a fuck. You didn't he's, go in there. He's like, are you, di- you identifying? <laughs> yeah. And I said, I was like, I'm identifying. I went into the stall. I peed. I came in. I washed my hands. And, and all the dudes were like, "Get it? Good for you. Don't get in do and it. Out. Get in and out. Do you, man?" And then I walked up to you, and that's what all women need to do. I like, agree. Stand your ground. Fuck that. It's shit. a great song, by the way, too. Stand your ground. It is a great song. Stand your ground, ladies. Fuck that shit. You gotta fall for that shit. I agree. I mean, like, I can say that confidently as somebody who is with. A six foot two man, but a six foot two confident, almost bald man. Bald man, but almost. 
All right. We'll almost, get, we'll almost get, though. We'll give him that so you guys can have confidence. But even if you're alone, listen. Even if you're alone, if you make friends with some dude and you're like, hey, I don't want to pee in the girl's bathroom because some shit can happen. I'm going to go in there. How many times have I, I'd like, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, fuck that girl's bathroom line. It's way too long. I'm going in the men's. Go in the men's. Do what you got to do. But listen, stand your ground. Say your name. Say who you are to wish. Say where you're going. Fuck everybody around you. You deserve to be where you are, when you are, and who you are. That's allowed. That's absolute. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. I'm fucking allowed. I'm allowed anywhere I am. I'm allowed. Fuck that shit. I'm allowed anywhere I am. So are you. I think that's how we end the show. Yes. We're going to I'll circle it back to giving the fly. Because he says... There was a shape unidentified in the sky that was given to fly. That's all of us. We are all given to fly. And this episode is dedicated to Tyler Hawkins. Taylor fucking Hawkins. Who was given to fly. Thank you for listening. <laughs>